If you've ever been on the back of a horse who likes to rush fences, you will know that it is not the most pleasant experience you can have in the saddle. In fact, it can be downright terrifying when your horse basically goes from zero to 120 at the turn of a stride. And today is the day we're going to talk about that. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides Podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And hopefully today, maybe slow things down a little bit and get a little bit more clear on what you both would like, because I think when you're in the saddle and your horse turns into, well, the equine version of the Ferrari every time a jump is placed in front of him, it feels like you are not being heard. And that is an understatement. It feels like you're actually non-existent, doesn't it? Which can be very scary when you're hurtling at some sort of an obstacle. And I feel it doesn't matter what height the obstacle is or what type of an obstacle it is. It can be 30 centimeters. It can be a meter 30, who cares? The fact is when your horse is racing flat to the mat at something and you feel like you've absolutely no control um, over the situation, it can be really, really scary for a lot of riders and turn a lot of riders off of jumping. And that's what I want to talk about today, how you can begin, if this is what you have been struggling with, begin to start turning it around. Now, before we go any further, I just want to preface this by saying, I am going to assume that you have had all the necessary checks done. What are those checks you ask? All oh, the ones that make your horse feel maybe he's a little bit discomfort or there's a bit of pain there, whatever the case is. So you've had all the bits and bobs checked just to make sure that your horse is not trying to run away from something. Okay, um, so we're going to assume all of that and now we're left with just this very, very kind of blatant problem where the horse just, well, he won't listen and he's got no brakes um, on the way to a jump. And it does come down to training. Very often you'll have horses where um, this has actually been something that has been allowed to happen. And then riders, maybe due to inexperience, have actually almost solidified it in how the horse thinks and they've almost unwittingly programmed this into the horse and I want to kind of stress by saying stress this by saying um it took a while for your horse to really get to the point where he's rushing flat out of fences so therefore it's probably going to take a while to actually reprogram that back to where you want it to be okay so keep that in mind however there are a few things you can start to do today that can actually begin to help both of you and I think begin to get to allow you to feel more confidence, to get your confidence levels up a little bit more, because I feel that when riders are dealing with this, it can be a huge blow to their confidence over fences. So that all being said and done, let's just quickly chat about why the horses are doing it. So I've mentioned it can be a training thing. And I think sometimes a horses can, some horses are obviously a little bit hotter than others. They're a little bit more enthusiastic about life and their energy bubbles over a lot easier. And people tend, riders tend to often ride horses like this with no leg on. Now, this is all well and good until it's not. And very often it's not on the way to a fence because on the way to a fence we do need to keep the horse straight don't we and we need our legs to do that don't we and very often when we're afraid we tend to also grip with our legs which as you can imagine in this situation is probably not the best thing to do and not the most helpful thing to do so rider error can be a big thing another way a rider error shows into this is also when the horse begins to go faster the rider begins to pull more 
and it kind of is this vicious cycle that ends up that the horse the rider actually gives the horse something to almost lock against to brace against to plow into okay and uh, of course this makes it all the worse it makes the rushing worse so basic training is a big thing and this is how we can actually start to work on this is by revisiting some of the more basic training principles when it comes to your horse you can start off with the half halt i really feel the half halt is a great place to start and also just basically making sure that your horse understands your leg aids and that your horse is ready and willing to listen to you so this plays into responsiveness as well so um if you are struggling with this currently i would suggest spending a whole lot of time working on your half halt and i would say half halt in the trot initially don't even worry about fences get it right in the trot initially okay from there the canter and just bearing in mind as well that very often riders will work in a trot and a canter that is actually not going to be possible to jump a fence from okay so one of a good a good way to measure how good your trot or your canter is or <laughs> how good it is um so uh, how well your horse is trotting or cantering is by asking yourself the question could i jump a jump from this trot or this canter and by a jump i'm talking about maybe a meter three foot six there thereabouts could i jump that from this okay if the answer is no, well, you need to put a little bit more energy there into that funnel and you need to get things going a little bit more forward. And that is the place where I'm going to suggest you start working on your half halts and also then your responsiveness as well. And your responsiveness in both going forwards and coming back. So up and down the gears. OK, really, really important. Your horse is listening. I also feel that your responsiveness from the point of view of being able to channel the horse straight. OK, a lot of the time we forget to work on straightness when we're working when it doesn't really matter and of course when you're on the flat it's not that important is it if your horse goes for a little bit of a speed wobble every now and then um but when you're coming to a fence so you see that old straightness comes into play there big time so really important as well that when you're working on this you have the straightness element because often as i mentioned it's when riders put their leg on in order to straighten out a situation that is where um the horse then ends up beginning to run away from the leg and it's again brings it back to that basic training principle so work on the basics work on it without any fences <laughs> no jumps in sight okay and then from there, you can begin to start working on um, actually over fences themselves. Now, when you're going over fences themselves, I'm going to suggest a cross pull. And I'm a full, uh, like a, a, a full believer in making your horse think. OK, so one of the ways you can slow anything down. <laughs> okay yourself included is by having to work something out when you have to think about something you, you tend to go a bit slower don't you like oh hold on there now well this this requires a little bit of concentration and that's what i'm going to suggest you do with your horse make them think one of the best ways to make your horse think is to make them figure out where they're to put their feet at any given time okay so basically using a few ground poles so you can put the ground poles in before the fence and after the fence in fact the ones after the fence are absolutely brilliant because they are the ones that your horse is going to have to have a little look-see at as he goes over the fence which means he is going to slow down very often horses that are rushing fences they tend to jump very flat okay and when they jump very flat they tend to not 
lift or carry. I don't want to say lift. That's not really the right word. Carry is a good word. Um, but they tend to kind of lower if you want their head and neck, okay? Everything gets very low. They become like kind of this arrow, unfortunately, with a downward trajectory on it, okay? pointing towards the ground and um, and by putting the ground pole after the feints it requires them to actually lift their upper body a little bit which will make them slow down okay so that is a way to do it as well so thinking about putting ground poles down and again you don't actually have to make a fence at all but if you do i'm going to suggest a cross pole and um, cross poles are great they focus things in the center but also it I feel there's a psychological element for the rider, um, an advantage to having a cross pole. Riders, for some reason, tend to think cross poles are smaller. And that's great. If you think that way, don't listen to the next thing I'm going to say. <laughs> the horse never jumps the cross pole at the height of the actual X. You know that because your horse is wider than that. I'm sure you know that. So he jumps it a little bit higher. OK, but it doesn't matter. Riders see the X and they think, oh, that's the height he's going to jump. And it give, just gives them confidence. They feel better with it and they feel better about it. So work on cross poles and just put those ground poles before and after your cross poles. Now, of course, the ground poles, you are going to have to figure out um, where is best for your horse. Just um, important to kind of keep that in mind as well, that it will depend on your horse. And of course, you want the poles there and um, you want your horse to be comfortable with the poles, but not comfortable to the point where it's OK for them to go flat to the mat as well. OK, but I, I just feel merely just having the pole is enough to very often slow the situation down. OK, that's great. Now, I'm also going to suggest you work on your position. So very often riders tend to when a horse is rushing fences, <laughs> there's kind of this. Um, and I understand why, but there's this. Oh, there's this kind of. I don't know, they tend to just hang on for dear life and it involves hunkering down. And what you'll see is they kind of, they're like little hamsters. They kind of bunch into a little bit of a ball on the horse's back. And you see they go into their jumping position way too early. Um, they kind of, they're in the jumping position as two strides out. They're going over the jump, obviously, and... And I'm using the term jumping position in the loosest of terms, by the way, okay? Um, I don't know if this could be classed as a jumping position, but they're in it. They're in it anyway. And um, they are going over the fence. They land. They're still in it, by the way. And three strides on, they're actually still in it. Now, I don't know if they're frozen with fear or what the, 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 the whole reasoning behind this is, but... What does happen is it basically gives your horse free rein because as you went into your jumping position, it usually follows that you're going to grab onto a lump of mane, which means that your hands are pretty stationary and fixed and the horse is just allowed to do what he wants. So I'm going to suggest that you also spend time working on your positioning over the fence, that you sit up and um, not over the fence, obviously sit up on your way to the fence, that you do minimal, minimal amount of work required over the fence, okay? You're not jumping the puissance wall. So there's no need to lie on your horse's neck, okay? Um, so minimal amount, but also then working on after the fence. So after the fence is just as important as before the fence because after the fence, where does it lead? Well, it leads to the next fence. So you want to have everything straightened out, back on the straight and narrow and lovely. And can we say, I don't want to use the word slow, but in control. Okay, before you get to the corner after that fence. And uh, it's important to keep that in mind as well. Okay, if you are looking for help with a horse who's rushing fences, this is actually the theme inside of Daily Strides Premium 
for this month, October 2019. Um, of course, regardless of when you join, that will be in there for you. And I do just want to say that we are actually closing the doors to Daily Strice Premium. Daily Strice Premium has always been opened, opened all the time. Um, it, the doors are closing on Tuesday the 8th of October 2019. If you've been thinking of joining us, um, I would suggest doing it then because they will only be opened again in 2020. You can find all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join. And if you're listening to this after that date, you can of course sign up for the waitlist then and we will notify you of when the doors open again. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Have a great week, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good, bye.